Hello, and welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast. My name is Tricia Copeland. I'm an author and host of this show. I write YA fantasy and dystopian sci-fi, as well as new adult romance titles, and love reading in those genres. This week, I'm hosting guest young adult fantasy author Rose Garcia. Super excited because Rosa also writes fey novels, and I can't wait to hear about her fey stories. A little more about Rose. She is USA Today bestselling author, and from a very young age, she often had her nose buried in books about other worlds, fantastical creatures, and life and death situations. She got older. She often thought about crafting her own tales. This dream stayed with her and eventually bloomed into a passion. Before she knew it, she was writing what she loved reading. Rose is inspired by the blending of the real world with the supernatural realm and writes sci-fi and fantasy with a heavy dash of romance. Her books feature gut-wrenching emotional turmoil and heart-stopping action. Rose is most proud of crafting own voices stories and is known for bringing richly diverse characters to life as she draws on her own cultural experiences. Rose lives in Houston with her husband and two kids, and you can visit her at www.rosegarciabooks.com. Listen in as I talk to Rose about her books and her passion as an author. Hi, Rose. Hey. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being on my show. I am super excited. I am very excited. Um, I, I'm <laughs> going to fly by the seat of my pants. Oh, so, no um, yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, let's do this thing. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I was trying to remember last time I talked to you or met up with you. Was it Ozark? Um, it was um, PinCon. PinCon. Okay. Yes. I can't remember which it was. Yeah, I had to think about it. It was PinCon, and uh, gosh, that was two years ago. Yeah, 2019. Nice. Because well, yeah, I didn't get into 2020, and then it didn't happen, and then I guess 2020 is happening in 2022. And yes. Now I'm registered to go to 2023, actually. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I'm registered for 2022. I don't even know. I think so. Yeah. I think I'm going to 2022. Awesome. Yeah. Fun, fun. You can okay. see my little puppy. Oh my gosh. What a cutie. <laughs> okay. That is a very cute dog. Was that a COVID puppy? Um, pretty much. So um, she found us in the middle of a thunderstorm. She came to my front door in the middle of the night and wanted to come inside. She was whining and she was scratching at the door and just kind of whimpering. And it was a huge thunderstorm and she came to us. And so we brought her in and we put up signs and we posted on next door and we tried to find if someone had lost a puppy because she was only, she was four months and seven pounds. So she was tiny. And nobody had lost a puppy. So it was like, where does she come from? So we pretty much think she was dumped. And I live in this neighborhood where we get animals dumped here a lot. So I don't know why, but we just have this sign over our neighborhood that says, bring your puppies here, bring your dogs. (laughs) 
all of our dogs we have found in our neighborhood. Wow. Well, all of them. lucky for the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and you. us. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So that's my baby over there chewing on the, on the blanket, but she's fine. <laughs> Very cute. Yeah. Start off, just tell us about your books. You're a YA fantasy author, correct? <clears throat> Yes. So I write fantasy and my first series is the final life series. And it is a four book series about a girl who's had multiple past lives. She is tracked down and hunted in each life by a, a, a supernatural villain. And so the story is of her final life and her quest for survival. So it's a survival story. It's a contemporary fantasy so there's a lot of supernatural powers. Um, there's romance, of course, because I love romance. And a lot of unexpected twists and turns. And that's um, my first series. So after that, I took one of those characters um, and brought her into the Havenwood Falls universe. I don't know if you know the Havenwood Falls books. I've seen um, them, but I haven't dove into them yet. Yeah, so Havenwood Falls is a fictional town in Colorado where supernaturals live in secret. So um, it's a shared world and authors go into the share, shared world and bring their characters to interact with the town. So I brought one of my characters into that series. And so I have uh, one, two, three, I have four novellas in the Havenwood Falls universe. And then when COVID hit, I was kind of at this impasse where I really didn't know what I wanted to write or what I wanted to do. And at the time, Faye was really gaining in popularity. And I thought, okay, I'm going to jump on the Faye train and write Faye books. And so I did that. I started writing Faye and uh, I've published two books already. It's the Fae Bloodline series. And it's about a, a Fae princess that crosses into the forbidden human realm. And um, she meets, of course, a gorgeous human who gets entangled with her, her, her family drama. It's not really drama, but her, her, her family is doing some terrible things. And <laughs> he gets caught up in that. So it's so exciting. And then now I'm working on the next generation, which is the story of their daughter. Oh, fun. And it's Faye Legacy. So it's the Legacy series. So I have Faye Bloodlines and Faye Legacy. Okay. And no, so I have to know, I have a Faye book. I have one. I and I'm, my second one will come out for pre-order next month. So I knew nothing, I know, I knew nothing about Faye before I wrote them. The only thing I knew was like Midnight Summer Stream and not very well, um, which you will, would see if you read my book, um, and Tinkerbell, like that's as much as I knew about fairies and a little bit about fairy rings um, and things like that, but nothing, uh, well, I guess from True Blood, I kind of knew like Sookie and the fairies. Yeah. I, didn't, I knew nothing and I didn't even know Faye was getting popular, like totally wrote this. I was, <laughs> I wanted to be in an anthology about mental health. So you were supposed to write a fantasy character had a mental health problem. So I wrote in, for whatever reason, right when this lady told me about, oh yeah. So the postcard that um, 
like promoed this anthology had a fairy on it and it was like such a compelling image I was like this fairy is beautiful I'll write a fairy and like literally I was at a con and I wrote my short story in two days wow Um, yeah it didn't get accepted um it's about a fairy who had anxiety and um like anxiety attacks and she was a fairy princess um who you know it wouldn't really be acceptable for a princess to have these anxiety attacks so that's kind of how my world started. Um, but tell me, so can the human go into the fairy world in your stories? Yes. Okay. So um, the way that I have set it up in my uh, universe, so the fae realm, it's it's called fairy, but the, the actual place is called Favenly. And in Favenly, um, so Celise is my fae princess, And she is very curious about the human realm because they all know about the human realm, but it is forbidden because eons before there was actually a fey human war. And so the way that they traveled between the realms was through these shimmery portals that you can actually manipulate and and make into a ball or stretch them out and make them into like a doorway and so after the shimmer war all of the shimmers were put in a safe place so that nobody would tamper with them so in the beginning of fey bloodlines and um the first book is um fey away so the beginning of fey away she finds a shimmer and she's like whoa I've got this shimmer and it's forbidden, but you know, what do you do when you come across something that's forbidden? You have to have it, right? So she opens up the shimmer and every shimmer is attached to either a place or a human. And so she opens it up and it's attached to this human, beautiful, gorgeous Hispanic guy. And she's like, whoa, who is this? Because he's got this dark, handsome features and she's just intrigued by him and meanwhile he sees her through the shimmer too because he's like whoa what's that but he comes from his name is Julio and he comes from a long line of curandetas which are kind of these Mexican healers like his mother has these gifts where she can kind of predict things. She can read tarot cards. She can read palms. She's got kind of this connection with the spirit world. He has it too, but he doesn't want it because he kind of wants to be a normal guy. Right. And so he sees this vision. Oh, another thing I forgot is that he can also see ghosts. So spirits. And so he thinks she's a ghost. And so they kind of start communicating a little bit through the shimmer but she discovers that, you know, she, well, she doesn't discover, but she knows that she's got this life that she has to live in Favenly, where she has to have a suitor. She has to carry on the name and la, la, la. And so eventually she's like, you know what? I need to, I need to put away this fancy and just stop seeing this human. And she does until somebody comes to her and threatens her life and says that 
there's something going on with Favenly in the human realm. So then it's like this whole adventure starts. Oh, that sounds so fun. I know. It's I like, it. what? And I am like you. I did not know a whole lot about the Fae world. And so I read A Court of Thorn and Roses, of course, which everyone's like, you need to read that. So I read that. Um, I read Tassanja Odette's book, um, To Carve a Fay Heart. Wow, so good. And then I read a couple of um, like novellas and short stories. And then I'm like, okay, I think I know everything that I need to know. And then I just started writing. But I also was doing a whole lot of research in the background, learning about Fae's, you know, like you can't touch iron. Iron is deadly to the Fae. And about the Fae offerings and about just how ruthless they are. And so I had to learn a lot about them before I went at gangbusters. So writing the book was really slow for me. So slow. Was it slow for you? Well, see, the thing, I didn't do any of that. I And I still haven't read a Fae book <laughs> except for mine. I want to read yours now. But so after the fact, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. So yeah, I, after I wrote my book, I researched all the Fae lore and I was like, oh, wow, I, I got it right on most counts. Hey, um, but I didn't have any like iron in it or anything like that. Um, they must not in my world, they must not because they have iron weapons. So um, yeah, so I actually did nothing before I started writing. I just wrote it. I made up the whole world. They live in Middle Earth, which is the Fey realm, which is under our Upper Earth, the human realm. Oh. And you go through these fairy rings that are portals between Upper Earth and Lower Earth, and then you are Upper Earth and Middle Earth, and then you have Lower Earth, which is Hell, where the evil spirits live. And the fairies are supposed to protect the humans from the evil spirits. And that's wow. why they were created in the first place. But if the fairies go to the human realm, they can go, but they're like dead to the fairies at that point. They can't come back or they're not supposed to come back. And humans can come into the fae realm, but they can't, they can't go back. So, ah. um, so those are kind of my rules. And fairies have powers in the human realm. Like they can hear people's thoughts and they're extra fast and strong and all those things in our realm but in their realm they're kind of normal to each other like they can't right. hear each other or and um they can't they're not super fast compared to each other I guess they're the same as each other but yeah um, so yeah that's just sort of what I made up I didn't really know anything about the fairies but I do have this cool newsletter and maybe you should join it so you could see what you think. Yes. I did all this research on fae lore and all these, like all the fairy, the fairies and literature. And I have this fantasy fiends newsletter that you can join. And then you get like a sequence of eight emails that has all the fairy literature that you could ever want to know. <laughs> like, okay. I totally um, need that. Yeah. So I, yes. yeah, I want to read your book and then we can like cross read each other's books and yes. um, we could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. I find that I'm still learning a lot about the Fae world. And I mean, even though I'm writing the third book right now, I feel like it's just so much to know about it. Yeah. And you know, another thing that I love about the Fae world is the the treachery of the bargain, you know, striking that bargain that you're like, oh my gosh, do I want to strike this bargain? Because they are so devious and they twist their words. And so you don't really know what you're bargaining 
because you think you're bargaining one thing, but you really are bargaining something else. I also really love that. It's like, <laughs> so I brought that a lot into my second book, this big bargain. It's like, oh, whoa. interesting. Yeah, yeah. my thing aren't like that yet. So we'll see if I go on that twist and turn. And part of, I usually don't read in the genre that I'm writing when I'm writing it because I don't want to be influenced. I just want it to be my own. Yeah. So I think that's part of why I didn't. And now I'm just scared to. I'm like, everybody else is going to be better than mine. So I'm not going to read it. <laughs> it is awesome. I know. And I can't wait to read it. Yeah, what's, this, just, what's the name? What's the title? The first one is To Be a Fay Queen. Ooh, I wish I had it here. I don't, I should, but yeah, so we need to trade and then we can talk some more. Okay. <laughs> that would be super fun. Yeah. And I really like this Havenwood Falls. Is that what you said it was? Yes. Yes. Havenwood Falls. And yeah, Havenwood Falls was such a fun collaborative effort because like I had my own standalone novellas, but then I also wrote in their Academy anthology. And so my characters aged into the college and that was fun because then I got to do some more stuff with them a little bit older. And, um, I actually co-wrote, um, a couple of the novellas in those, in those anthologies with some other authors. And that was so much fun. I had never done that before. And that was like just a really good time. <laughs> Yeah, I've talked with several authors who have co-wrote and they said it's so inspiring and so fun. Like if you get stuck, the other person can help you like, you know, yeah, yes. what's going to happen next or how do you get these characters out of where they are or, you know, what's the next plot line? Yes, like literally I would like, you know, sit down and write this whole scene and then I'm like, okay, what now? And then I would put like a big note and I would say, what happens now? Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so it was good because then we were able to bounce off ideas and it's like, okay, you take over. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I have linked my two series together. So I have my Faye was at the end of the finale for my Kingdom Journal series. And then those characters are going to be weaving themselves into my Faye series. So Ooh. That's, that's a lot of fun. I can't let my characters go. So yeah, how, how did you, uh, yeah, for sure. How did you link them? Well, I had written that novella that I told you about, the fairy novella, um, before I wrote the last of my Kingdom Journal series. And I have her come and help them in the battle against the witches. So there's some good ah. witches and bad witches. And my characters have to battle the bad witches. So the, she comes, she feels bad for them and that this evil witch is doing this. And she feels like it's like part of her duty as well because she's supposed to be protecting the humans and if this evil witch gets controlled then the humans will be in danger so she kind of goes rogue and helps the humans um and so that's her way into their world but then um so now I'm in the next well not in the next book because this is book two book three there's going to be more interaction with those characters and I won't get too much away about that I love that and I think that's kind of the thing to do right to cross-pollinate your readers and your stories is to take take something that's common like a character or a location or a family because I kind of did the same thing with the final life series so in the final life series um one of my characters is Trent Avila and he becomes a central character 
and a hero in the story. And in the Faye Bloodlines, I have Julio Avila, which is Trent's cousin. So my bridge with my series is my characters as well. So it's like the Avila family is really the common thread. Very cool. And you said they're, they're healers, sort of like witches, a little bit like witches and they can yeah. see that. Yes, they're like witches. So, you know, they, they rely on intuition and they rely also on herbs to, for, to make healing, you know, creams or teas or whatever, but they really kind of have this ability inside to just feel things and sense things. So they are kind of like witches. And in Fae bloodlines, the Fae actually call them witches. Oh, okay. Even though the family, the Avila family, you know, they're just regular people. They don't think of themselves as witches. Right. But the guy's like, whoa, I'm a witch. So he kind of, <laughs> he kind of gets that title from the Fae. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they're sort of like spirit healers connected to the, yeah. to the spirit. That's neat. Yeah. So, and right now I'm writing the third book and oh my gosh, I'm having such a hard time with it because I don't know about you, but I can't really feel a book all the way in my veins until I have the character's name picked out so I'm having a hard time picking the name of my character which is so weird because I have never had that problem before like I always know okay you're going to be this is going to be Celise this is going to be Julio oh, this Dominique and I had like I was like okay I felt it right but right now I'm not feeling it with the character's name so I was calling her Camilla but I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't feeling that. Now I'm calling her Aliana. Ooh, so isn't that pretty? So she's half Faye, half Hispanic. So I wanted to have something that sounded kind of a little bit fantasy, but also very Hispanic. So that's why I was like, Aliana, that's a very common Hispanic name. And then I'm like, what if I do something like Otticelli? That's another Hispanic name. But then if I have it in print, how many people are going to see that and know how to pronounce it, right? Right. That's hard sometimes. And sometimes I will even put like the pronunciations. The first time I put the name in there, I'll put the pronunciations or either on the back cover sometimes or in the description. But yeah, I usually look like I know my character's traits. And then I look for a name that means that trait. So that's like my, that's like my little giveaway for my characters because like I named my witch um, Alina because she's the child of light and Alina means child of light. So, yes. Well, you know, and I thought about Alina, but isn't, that is also the character in Shadow and Bone. And there's an Elena in Vampire Diaries. There's many of them. And there's a, I think they're kind of named for the same reason because they need yes. that light, right? Um, yes. And I tried to get away from it. But in the end, I was like, this is what my character needs to be named because that's yes. why she was named that. That's who she is. That's what her mom named her because of this. So, right. and I just, I do spell it differently and pronounce it a little bit differently. But in the end, it's, you know, a different derivative. 
derivative derivative there you go um but yeah yeah and I thought the same things I thought is Aliana too close to Elena because you know I'm actually right now listening to Shadow and Bone because um I've been doing a a whole lot of listening to books because I just don't have a whole lot of time to read and I find that if I you know can just play the book while I'm doing something that I can like do two things at once. So I'm like, Alina, Alina, that's so pretty. And then I'm like, Aliana, is that too close? I don't know. I think it's different enough. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. It's such a pretty name. It is a very pretty name. Yeah. I wanted to name my daughter Gabriella and my husband wouldn't let me. So what? I know. I love Gabriella. And I'm also thinking of Gabriella. Cause that's also such a gorgeous name, traditional Hispanic name too. So I'm like, I don't know. I just don't know what to do with this name. <laughs> I have some weird fairy names coming out in my next book. Um, so I'll be excited to see what people do with those. Yes. Very exciting. So what's, when's that book kind of come out? So it's going to be up for pre-order soon. Yeah. November 10th. And that's the cover reveal and pre-ordered. And then it comes out in January. Yeah. So. <gasps> And the first one's coming to audiobook next month, too. So I'm really excited about that. Hey, exciting. Yeah, because I listen to a lot of books as well. But a lot of times, if they don't have an audiobook, I'll just have Alexa read it to me. I don't know if you've gotten that hack yet. But um, that is my new favorite hack. So So I know that, like, Alexa will tell me, oh, you, you know, if I buy a book, it's, time for you to you know it'll just all of a sudden it's time for you to leave a review has you has Alexa done that to you I well I, I leave reviews like right after so Alexa won't have to remind me so yeah maybe I didn't have it yeah I haven't she hasn't told me that and I, but, but I've only listened to one book that way so far so um yeah I do listen to a lot of audiobooks yeah so yeah Alexa's pretty amazing but I haven't really figured out all of her things that she can do. So she can read my book to me. She can read your book to you and it like, it has to be on Kindle. And then you download the Alexa app and then you go into the Alexa app and it'll say, what do you want me to play? And you can click on your Kindle book. It'll give you all the options of everything that's on your phone or your device. Um, And then yeah, your Kindle stuff will be there and she'll read it. And she has different voices even for the different characters. I mean, it's not perfect. It's not like an audiobook, and you can't do it faster because I like to listen to things faster. Me too. You know, by how fast I talk, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, you can't do it faster, and it's not perfect. But she does have different voices, and I did um, Christina. I listened to Christina Benjamin's book that way, and it was pretty good. Yeah, the, the character voices were good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna have to look into that. But I do like to listen to the books really fast because it's just easier that way and, you know, quicker. So I don't know. I don't know if I can listen to a book at a regular speed. I'm so used to. Right. Yeah. So that was the only thing. Um, But she had a shorter book, so it wasn't that bad. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So this is my favorite question to ask my authors what experience do you want your readers to take away from your book? I want my readers to experience 
a Hispanic character in a fantasy world. So, you know, I'm Hispanic, uh, a Garcia. And so when I was young and I was, of course, like most avid readers, just pouring myself into books, I could never find a book about a Hispanic anyone a girl or a boy I couldn't find anything so I never was able to see myself in print right and um as I got older of course I was like did a lot of detours with my life and my career but when I finally started writing I was like okay I'm gonna write the story and have this amazing Hispanic family, which is me, represents me and who I am, right? So like the things that we do, the things that we say, and um, a big part of the Hispanic community is religion. And so he's Catholic and his Catholic faith is a big part of him like it is for me. So that's kind of woven into all of my books, you know, wearing the cross, going to church going to midnight mass on christmas eve and just all these things and the food so i kind of wanted that in all of my books and it is it's all woven in and i wanted that to be representative of of my culture so that's kind of like my big thing um i've had some people ask me well why don't you write about the hispanic experience right so you know Growing up, I didn't have a whole lot and things were really hard and I had a broken family and it's like just all, I mean, I had like kind of a sad sob story of a life, but I don't want to write about that, right? I don't want to write about this hard reality. I wanted to, to bring this person into this fantasy world because I wanted to write what I love to read. And I love to read fantasy. I don't really, I don't ever, not even really, I don't ever read anything that is like a biography or something that is true to an experience of a race or a culture. I don't ever read that. I always find myself in the fantasy world. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to bring the Hispanic experience into this fantasy world. So that's kind of what I want my readers to know they can find in my books. That is really neat. I love that, that you can bring those characters to the, the fantasy genre because, yeah, it's so important for people to see themselves in books. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of the thing. That's, that's the big thing. So the Hispanic experience. Very cool. Yeah. Well, it has been so much fun talking to you today. It's so great to catch up with you, Rose. And I can't wait to read your fave book and we're going to trade and then we're going to talk some more. I am excited. We need to set it on the calendar. We can like read and then we can like talk all about it. Oh, I need to get your newsletter too. Okay. Yes. I will send you all the links. Tell us where we can find you. So my website is rosegarciabooks.com. And when you go to my website, you'll see all of my social links on there. And of course, you can see all my books and my upcoming appearances and things like that. 
Fun, fun. Yeah. And you told me earlier that you have your puppies on your Instagram. So I'm excited to go <laughs> check those out more as well. Yes. I try to add my little babies in there because my real babies, my children, they really don't want to be on there. But actually, if you go on there, you'll see them too. I just have like a mix of my books and a mix of my life. So <laughs> it's a good representation of me and who I am. Oh, it's great to get to know authors that well. So thank you yes. so much, Rose, for being here. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. So much fun talking to Rose today. And you never know, perhaps there's a Faye crossover series in our future. Make sure to visit Rose at rosegarciabooks.com. Next week, I have a special podcast for you, as it will be the cover reveal for my next day novel. So I'll talk about what the book may bring and have in store for Titania and her Faye friends. If you want to learn more, head over to my website at trishacopeland.com. Until next week, keep finding magic.